you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Previously on the DDFP. If you're the Chiefs and you're that close and you can certainly fill holes to put you over the top, why are you drafting a quarterback? Why are you trading up to draft a quarterback that doesn't just have bad footwork, has no footwork? The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. All right. They can't all be winners. That was an especially bad prediction round about the 2017 draft from our pal, Matt Money Smith, who uh, is going to be joining us, I understand, via Skype. He wants to answer... His critics for that. We uh, should give him. We should give him the floor. That cold prediction that he made. Right. What was that now? Right. Yeah. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Well, the draft is fast approaching, and uh, let's talk about that. As the QB, I mean, listen, you can never go wrong talking about pro football quarterbacks. Everybody always, whatever you want to do, who's the best of the decade? Who's the best of the Super Bowl era? Who should our team go and get for 2020? Where should the veteran QB move to? These are all the discussions everybody who cares about football is having. So why don't we jump in on that as well? In the meantime, hi and hello and welcome. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are. You just heard his voice at the top there. Like I say, Matt Money Smith's going to join us. And the other voice you heard, the Englishman all the way from London, England. He serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan. Interesting to consider where they may go and who will be under center for them come autumn of 2020. It's Handsome Hank. I think we do have time for this. If we no do, case, right. right? We have not. We have let our hair down. Nothing seat. but time. He's Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. How are you? Good. Um, sure. So, what do you think? Let's start right there. The Miami Dolphins, a a significant player, one would think, um, when the picks are being announced there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you expect that it will be Tua, as has been 
Yeah, I'm. I think people have been calling for that one. People have been like calling two for years. For it like almost two feels years, like exactly. And so because of that, I almost feel like I have a bond with Tua and, and need him to be on the team. I suspect, though, <clears throat> excuse me, that the Dolphins will have to will not be if they pick Tua, it won't be with the fifth overall pick. I think they may have to throw some some picks at the Lions potentially to move up to three. And then the question is, how many picks to move up to three in order to to get him? What's interesting, I mean, there are many things that are interesting about who makes it in the NFL, especially at sports most important position, QB, but it's um it it, it really is striking as you start to tick through it starting with Patrick Mahomes, obviously he was the 10th overall pick and Andy Reid who had a adequate if not above average option in Alex Smith decided to be bold and and trade up to get Patrick Mahomes but it's not like he was universally as you just heard with Matt Money Smith it's not like he was out on a limb saying the things he said about uh, Mahomes as he came out of college and so Mahomes is lining up to be I know people find it hyperbolic but he is already on track to go down as an all-time great he has an MVP is a Super Bowl MVP that won the Super Bowl um, is surrounded by young pieces. And if you keep those together for, let's say, the next three years, the numbers should be out of sight, if nothing else. Absolutely. And, and and we know from, from Andy Reid's offense, who he presumably is going to be around with him for a while as well, that he's going to be able to find, even if, if some of those pieces become too expensive, especially once you pay Mahomes, the, the, presumably the biggest contract of all time in, in the sport, he'll still be able to find pieces that can come in there and work in that offense. But think about the fact, though, the larger thing is that, relatively speaking, the guys who are on the short list for the best to ever do it, or at least in the Super Bowl era, consider the guys who are on that list, starting with Tom Brady. I don't know if you heard he was a sixth-round draft pick. Um, Peyton Manning, first overall. Okay, so that's one win where the scouts got it right. Brett Favre. Top five, top seven all-time guy. He was a second-round draft pick who got traded after a season. Mm-hmm. Um, then Drew Brees, second-round pick. Um, John Elway, first overall. However, Dan Marino fell so far down in the first round because of whispers and such um, as he was coming out of pit. Um Aaron Rodgers sat there while we watched Alex Smith get drafted first overall, and he was embarrassed, was Aaron Rodgers. It is funny. It really, I say that all the time. We put a little bit too much stock, with all due respect to our pals who are scouts, it, we put a little too much faith in what their opinion is pre-draft. We, we They get it right about 55 or 60% of the time. And I think that their advantage is that they know guys from D2 schools are under the rate. I mean, they assess offensive linemen and everything. But I, I submit that they do no better a job of evaluating who's going to make it as an NFL QB than you or me. Yep. Do you agree with that? I do. And so during, it's funny, I just just pulled this up, but during the process of thinking about the Dolphins, you know, having to draft a quarterback, and obviously they've been through it relatively recently with Ryan Tannehill, who was one of those head scratchers because it's like he wasn't a bust, but he didn't deliver what you ex- what you want to happen in an ideal world from your first round quarterback pick. Um and so looking back, I think they someone charted going back all the way to like early 1990s, the success rate of quarterbacks taken in the first round, just based on like, you know, overall first pick, then through picks 116, 17 through 32, and tried to, to, to evaluate their success based on, did they play, I think, seven years plus with their, with the team that drafted them? Did they win playoff games? And then ultimately, did they win Super Bowls? 
And they're really, like, first overall pick is not necessarily a uh, determining factor. And I think that's because right, of, I would guess that's because sense, of yeah. need and because often the team you're going to is a... Well, Baker Mayfield at this point, right. I don't think you would hold... I mean, he, the, he, September of 2020, of 2019, I think everybody said, oh, well, of course. Yeah. Now, now he would be what? Question marks. Third? Fourth, yeah. probably, behind yeah. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, certainly, and I think Sam Darnold, probably. the late season push. Yeah. People probably have pushed Baker all the way down. Right. It's another guy who was drafted in the first round, too, Yep. who is currently on the Miami Dolphins. That's right, Josh Rosen. And when you mention Ryan Tannehill, late of those Dolphins, I wonder when or if Josh Rosen is going to get that opportunity. I, is he going to get a Jim Plunkett-like? towards if rather than when. But listen, Jim Plunkett went and won two Super Bowls with the Raiders once the Patriots finally purged him and the and the Niners. I mean, it took him three stops before he finally I'm with you. I think, I think probably, you know, Miami likes the fact that um, Josh Rosen is going to be very, very cheap for them for the next couple of years. I know, but and there's they, there are teams that need a QB. But there is, as you've pointed out, and going back to October of this year or last year, there's a glut of quarterbacks this year. Like, if you need a quarterback, this is not a bad time to need a quarterback. Between the draft this year and then potentially 2021 and the number of free agent quarterbacks that suddenly has free big-name free agents in there and then some quarterbacks that may be available via trade who at least have done it, you know, as a, as a starter like Andy Dalton and, and those kind of guys. With... Josh Rosen, unfortunately, is just is now's not a great time to be a Josh Rosen who wants an opportunity to, to to play. Here's a thought experiment, and I don't know if you've seen it's been passed around on Bleacher Report. Um, uh, Brad Gannon is his name, wrote a piece, and then FS1 did a piece, did a segment off of that, suggesting that Steelers brass is hoping that Roethlisberger will retire. I I doubt that because they are pot committed. To Roethlisberger. Right. There's no wiggle room really reasonably. Well, they have Mason Rudolph, who I believe you you think is is a is a fantastic You know what? Young I, you, you can say whatever you want about Mason Rudolph. And yes, he was not great. He was not especially good. He was poor for long stretches uh, during his 2019 opportunity. But to be fair to him, who did he have to throw? He I mean, who was he throwing it to any more than Duck Hodges had anybody to throw it to? Juju Smith-Schuster was out for long stretches of the season. So was James Conner. That was that was a flawed offense no matter who was under center. Yes, a Hall of Fame-level QB would have gotten them to the playoffs. A healthy Ben Roethlisberger would have been playing in January with that high-end defense. But let's not bury even Mason Rudolph just yet. But I think there's an upgrade, which brings me to this. What about that? Isn't Josh Rosen, if Roethlisberger, because that's the question. Everybody who's de- who is deciding that the Steelers want him to retire or that maybe they should try to get some. There's nobody in the draft in the second round that is going to step in and, and make the Pittsburgh Steelers no. a contender. I think the one guy who could is Josh Rosen. Josh Ro- I mean, I think that would be – look, I, I like the idea of Josh Rosen, and I like um, – you know, I liked him in the draft. I liked him playing at UCLA, and I'd like to see him be successful in the NFL. And I think it'd be really cool if he did go to Pittsburgh as the backup to Ben, because you've got to assume that when Ben comes back healthy this season and doesn't retire, and the, I agree with you, I don't think the Steelers want that to happen, um, he's probably not going to play all 16 games. Well, there's, there's no... There, there, there's a good indicator that, that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to stay healthy for 16 games, and so you would... 
all due respect to your opinion on Mason Rudolph, you probably want someone better than Mason Rudolph. If that well, they're also the not going to use a second round pick on exactly. another. They should. They should. They're, they, they're, they're they going to take a runner or a tight exactly. end who's available. And I think the Dolphins or... would say if you can give us a fourth round pick for Josh Rosen, we would take. We we would let you have him. The the issue is, I think you know Miami went into the last season as the 2019 season, believing that Josh Rosen probably should beat out um, Ryan Fitzpatrick for that job. And it was clear that Fitzpatrick was a better quarterback. Now may, that may just be the case now. And, uh, but I think one of the things that, that um, hearing from the dolphins was that Josh Rosen was not good at anticipating things. He wasn't good at, at he was throwing guys into, into, into collisions. He wasn't good at pre-snap reads he just he's not ready to be an NFL starter yet. So maybe that's great. Maybe he sits behind Ben Roethlisberger, learns from Ben. I'm not Talk sure about that's... the 10th overall pick. Well, how about how about the Chargers who are now in need of a quarterback? Are they really going to waive the entire 2020 season and take uh, Justin Herbert in that division? Are they going to let a year pass with this with this ripe roster that you have save at the quarterback spot that no, doesn't think, seem likely to be I think they should go after Cam, Cam Newton. Newton or even Matt Tom Stafford Brady. if he becomes available Someone, I think this I don't think I like uh, Tom Brady I mean what's Tom what problem is Tom Brady solving for you seats people in the seats this are rooting is going to be my team. freezing cold take but like how how does Tom Brady help the Chargers he doesn't over the long haul and Chargers if they get scutchy as a front office and say enough of this embarrassment as they perceive it from what I gather that they do. I don't think anybody, I think rational human beings understand that everybody, that, that a giant percentage of people who live in Los Angeles came from somewhere else, same as in New York City or Chicago or other um, regional metropolises. But besides that is the fact that there was no pro football team here for 20 years. And so as a result, people either brought their affiliations with them when they moved from wherever mm -hmm. they came from, or locals gravitated, the native Angelinos gravitated to any number of other football teams. Just because the Rams and Chargers were delivered here doesn't mean that somebody that, that everybody just flipped a switch and decided, I'm burning my Packers jersey and now I'm a Chargers guy. Well, That's not going to happen. They need a guy who will be there for the next 10 years so that the nine-year-olds, so that your boy and my boy start – well, I mean, not my no, boy. No, and, and not boy. my boy either. Why well, not? But, but I get – they're, you they're get. peers. They're if peers. you're uh, – yeah, you're born and raised yeah. Angelino and your old man doesn't uh, pressure you emotionally right. and otherwise to root for his favorite team. Right. Um, free of that. Yeah, you'll if you're nine right now and they get a QB who ends up being good and plays in Los Angeles for the next twelve or fifteen years and wins Super Bowls, sure, then they'll be diehards for the that, rest but of their I, lives. I agree with you one hundred percent, but that's not Tom Brady. He's not playing in. in no, I Los know. Angeles I'm saying time. if they can disabuse themselves of the right. short term need yeah. to make pe make themselves relevant, but I also think that the bigger question is for them: Are you really going to just say? Yeah, well, we like our roster enough that we're going to roll in 2020 with Tyrod Taylor no, no, as our no, no, starter. No, no, no. That doesn't make it. They well, have I'll to tell you do what, something. to your point just now, maybe maybe given it, the fact that he has a local fan base, maybe, maybe Josh Rosen is that, that guy. That's what I'm telling you. There are so many he places be, where he, he is an had, intriguing guy right. to, to, to say, hey, Dolphins, we'll give you a fourth round pick for this guy. You know who, should, who we should check in with? Who? Matt Moneysmith.
we sh- you know what? That's not bad. He is he really knows his stuff when it comes to AFC West quarterback. Right. Is he uh, can we get him on the line spaghetti? He's on the line. Here he is oh, to wow. answer his critics. He's and- just ready for us any mo- at any moment when you call money's ready sitting waiting for you. That's right. Here he is, Matt Money Smith. It takes a big man. In fact, a man with a gigantic head. <laughs> without shrinking back down if you're uh, if you're joining us via the video. But either way, a big man to step up and like the late great Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Matt Money Smith is here to amend his previous remarks. Let's take a listen and a look back at what those were exactly. Round about the 2017 draft. If you're the Chiefs and you're that close and you can certainly fill holes to put you over the top, why are you drafting a quarterback? Why are you trading up to draft a quarterback that doesn't just have bad footwork, has no footwork? And I understand that, and obviously if I'm going to bet on one coach figuring out one of these guys, it's Andy Reid. And Pat Mahomes has a giant arm, and he seems very likable, and he's a great leader. And, I mean, it just speaks to how good he is that Davis Webb was at Texas Tech. And old Kingsbury's like, yeah, sorry, Davis, I know you've been great here the last couple of years, but this Mahomes kid is really something. So uh, have fun at Cal. Um but, but by the way, Andy I mean, that Reed just has done his two best QBs that he's worked with are obviously Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith. But he's he's done good work with even Detmer. That's what and I mean. Feely so and I'm gonna, so on. That, but it just seems like this is good for this home. is not a this no, is not I'm a young team. Like, yeah. No, I would say. But if you're even if you're going to do it, the, the other thing I would say is Deshaun Watson right. seems like the more natural Andy Reid guy to me. But but, uh, but I get your I point. No, I, I think no, I, I think it's more. I think Mahomes is like Brett Favre. I mean, if you really not saying that he's going to be Brett Favre, but if you want to think about what Brett Favre was he was a you know an ad-libbing gunslinging giant arm tons of moxie quarterback that's that's what Pat Mahomes is there's no footwork there he doesn't even uh, like that off platform yeah all the time and, right? that's but, a nice but man he can throw the freaking football over the mountains also, so like- you know that but, but again if you're the Chiefs you're close I mean you are close why why are you trying up to get a quarterback? Had, I think they've had a, like, I think they. And Passignan, it's like, okay, if you're going to draft a kid out of Villanova, when you watch him, he sure as hell better jump off the screen. And that just wasn't necessarily there with him. So that's, I think I like the, the Kareem round. Hunt pick though. Yeah, I yeah. like the Kareem Hunt the pick. The Kareem Hunt but- pick is really, that's a really solid pick. To me, I think maybe they kind of think like, okay, well, we're close. So let's think about our future. And our future might be, you know, Patrick Mahomes. If if you can give him a year to develop under Andy Reid and like really I, not have him. I do anything, think, like, right. That, that's, I think you can look at it that way, that we're really yeah. close. But I mean, they're, we're but really, they're, but they're are old. they that close? They've got nobody on the outside. I mean, you, you mean to tell me if you tra- you can't. Is it impossible that, that I, Mahomes takes snaps for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2017? I, mean, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, like, not with the limited amount of time they're allowed to work with those too. kids. If they're, He's going to need so much work. If they're, But if they're in one of those positions, Andy Reid's teams have got have been in that position where they're, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're three and three or whatever in a competitive division. And I mean, I think what is clear is I think Alex Smith can get to a Super Bowl. We've seen that. He's a Kyle Williams uh, punt return to fumble away right. from getting to a Super yeah. Bowl. But if you, and, and that 
the Chiefs roster is pretty close to Super Bowl ready. But I also I, I, I hate to to keep cherry picking the back to back plays against the Steelers in the divisional round. But there were a couple of plays where they had Artie Burns, rookie, singled up on the left side. And, and Andy Reid dials it up two in a row. Go go at him, throw it into the end zone. He didn't come anywhere close yep. to, to Macklin and then uh, and, and then the Hill there. And that really is an indictment. You need the guy to make a play. But and I don't that think is the is going to be the one that solves that problem in year maybe, one. Not in maybe, 2017. Maybe. I'm just I saying that I, right. Alex Smith is probably not in a conference in 2017 that includes Brady. The Steelers built the way they are now. The Texans uh, constructed as they are. Uh, Raiders charge. I don't think the Chiefs are going to a Super Bowl in but 2017 defensively, anyway. Defensively, they're elite. Exactly. Yeah, they I mean, are, they are I mean, elite. The Jay Howard replacement is not right. Here. Like, that's the thing I'm like, you could have gotten a really nice exactly. replacement for Jay Howard with that first pick. I mean, yeah, he's visiting the Bears this week, but hey, so free agent, just not on the Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> that's Dave Damashek. All right, money. So now. The uh, the online yeah. warrior that is uh, cold takes exposed or whatever has uh, now now hundreds of thousands of people have seen. Yeah, let's be honest. It wasn't that money said he was wrong. Money was exposed as being yeah, that's wrong. true. And now he's stepping Fair. up to the plate. He didn't he didn't bring this up himself. No, it's funny though. Like this is the first time that I've been freezing cold takes, right? And I love this <laughs> site. Absolutely love it. But now I kind of. I guess I kind of now understand what gets people frustrated, which is the online archaeologists that dig up something from a time in which this was the concern about Pat Mahomes, right? It's not like I was saying anything that was different than a million scouts I had talked to, and that's, hey, this kid's going to take some work. He's not going to play for a year, at least. No one's ever been successful in the air raid. Uh, so it's a big swing. And obviously, look, the take was terrible. I mean, he's turned out to be, uh, he's got the potential to be the greatest quarterback ever, but I actually, I don't feel too bad about that take in the moment. It was a team that won the division. It was a team that looked to have a pretty darn good quarterback. They had a solid defense. And my position was just, why are you taking a quarterback that isn't going to help you this coming season when you just won a division and lost a playoff game on a, on a wacky play, right? I wish I could even remember who it was. Somebody also to, yeah, I mean, you're not uh, alone in that take money, obviously, but somebody also said, what are the chiefs doing during the season? As Patrick Mahomes was riding the pine, the chiefs could have won the super bowl this year. If they would have used that 10th pick or the pick that they would have had that they moved up to get Mahomes with, they could have been contenders. What what are they doing? What message does this send to to your team? I guess history favors the bull. It, It definitely feels like there was a pretty deep well of Mahomes freezing cold takes to go to, and that you were one of the ones that were pulled out, but you certainly weren't alone with that thought or the one that Dave just mentioned during that let me just say 18 period yeah let me just say this in the spirit of money you know owning up to it and saying that uh, he was wrong um i think that we should point to those you know we should point to things that we've gotten wrong over the years and we can just keep it to quarterbacks i'll start before oh. the season started money <laughs> said money said that this lamar he we said all, we all get this yeah we're gonna yeah. do it before the season started uh, uh money said that lamar jackson's offense wouldn't work in the nfl that feels good to get off my chest. Yeah, well, you definitely you went to town on that one. I don't. Th- I think <laughs> you. I think you may what? be more. Wait, alone. what? In, in my defense, I also said at the start of the playoffs, "Hey, this is not going to work." So how about how about a little fifty-fifty here? Yeah, it worked in the regular season, and when they got into the postseason for the second consecutive year, what happened? 
That is true. I said that at the start of the season, actually. You asked me. I said it would be successful through the season, and then it would the success would run out when they hit those teams in January. I said it would be a revelation, but money's point is well taken. Would it it happen in January, or would it happen in September of 2020? Now we have our answer. I I apologize for going off topic. You know, and I'm I'm going to embrace what you did. So I'm going to get something off my chest. Okay. Um. I thought one of the most ridiculous takes mm-hmm. that uh, I ever heard was <laughs> when you were trying to suggest that Mason Rudolph was a better quarterback <laughs> prospect. And then you started to list a litany of young quarterbacks that you would take Mason Rudolph over. And I'm, I'm glad I got that off. Wait a second. First of all, you spaghetti, you got to be quicker chest. about cutting his mic off. Please, in the future, do do a better job with that. I don't think that that's exactly the way that conversation oh, really? went. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's exactly how I said went, that Dave. the Steelers claimed that they had the same level of grade on Mason Rudolph <laughs> as they had what? on Baker Mayfield what? and those guys. You do that realize, is what they said. That you is do what they said. realize that Eddie can freezing cold take you on that. That's I mean, fine. Have, I can remember the day, date, time that you said those things. And I said, what again? What was exactly the... <laughs> you began to list off a number of young quarterbacks, I believe of which included Baker Mayfield. It was that draft class. That you would rather have. have I did Rudolph. not yes, say did. I would yes, rather have Mason Rudolph than Sam Darnold. You did. I did not say you that. Did. You did. And I, it, I, you did like one week into Mason Rudolph's is every, distinguished career with the Steelers. Whatever Mason Rudolph is, I don't think I'm crazy two years into the Baker Mayfield experience to say that, hey, maybe <laughs> Baker ain't that great. Well, you're crazy. You're crazy. Okay. I mean, I mean I, it's compar- not that low, go. In, in comparison with, with like, Yes, is he as good as we expected Baker Mayfield? We had one good year. We had one less good year. But that doesn't include anything about Mason Rudolph. Like, he's still better. His worst is better than Mason Rudolph. Like All Mason right. Rudolph has a very good chance of not being on a roster next year. Yeah. Oh, that, that's... That, 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 that chance is there. Well, if only, if only because Steelers brass won't concede they made a mistake there, they'll definitely retain he be, Mason he'll probably. Be. There's no way he'll move on. Yeah. Go hey, ahead, Hanson. What do you want to say? I have one question for money. Well, I have a question. Yeah. I will get something off my chest in a second, but I have a question for money. Given like I have um, you know, an interest, personal interest and, and rooting interest in quarterbacks in this year's draft, I was wondering if you could tell me which quarterbacks you've seen that have not just no not just bad footwork, but no footwork in this year's it, draft that the Dolphins what? could target. Hmm. It is uh it is funny you asked that question, Hank, because in my preparation for the combine, I was actually going through uh quarterbacks last night and I was uh just doing game after game. I watched the right. Rose Bowl with Mr. Herbert, I watched uh the LSU game with Tua, and I was uh watching well, I watched three or four games with Joe Burrow. And uh I would say you'll be fine. And also But I which one has the worst footwork, money? That's what I, I in your opinion, no. your considered opinion, which of them has terrible footwork and has no chance of starting in this league? I would say, see, now you're putting words in my mouth. I said he has no chance. I, I never said that. I said, okay. not only does he have no footwork, I said, I said not only does he no, have a bad footwork, footwork. He, has he has no footwork. footwork. Yeah. So who has no footwork in this year's draft that we should be targeting? I think the uh, I think the one I would probably have the most reservations over is Justin Herbert. That, okay. would, that would be the one that just doesn't quite uh, jump out at me. Not that I know what the heck I'm looking at, but if you decide to go back and look at all that sort of stuff and watch games, you'll see – Two is ridiculous. I mean, he is ridiculous. There are a couple throws uh, in a few of those games. If you just go to the LSU game, as he's trying to come back, the uh, not the final 84-yard touchdown, but the one prior to that, yeah. 
just the quickness with which he whips his head from one side of the field to another and throws a ball with, you know, 20 plus air yards. And it is dead, dead on. on. I mean, yep. receiver in stride. Um, you know, the one concern about two is he's regularly moving. I mean, he, he is on the move all the time. And if that hip is a concern and he's not going to be able to move like that, you don't really see him kind of sitting in the pocket a lot and picking defenses apart. Um, that's one of the great things that, that he is able to do is just throw um, while he's moving. And I don't mean to get into some serious analysis like no. I'm a scout or anything. No, no, but, but my um, takeaway from this is that Justin Herbert will win his I, team a, a Super Bowl in the next three years. I'll own, okay, I will I will wear I will wear my two uh, largest swings and misses. I, I, I still will claim myself to be the QB whisperer because I've been right way more often than I've been wrong about who's going to be good and who's going to flop. I thought Ryan Mallett was going to make it in the NFL, one. And two. You did. You loved Ryan Mallett. Yeah. And you the, truly loved Ryan Mallett. I just thought, well, because I thought, listen, look at him. He'll be with Tom Brady. That'll be perfect. He'll sit there for a couple of years, and then he'll be ready to take the reins from the guy. It didn't work out that way. I also thought maybe eight years or so ago, Jay Cutler was going to win the MVP. doesn't really matter which year I thought that, <laughs> because it was yeah. it was equally ridiculous pretty much across the You like the, big arms. That's what you like. That's exactly right. And let's leave it at this money. Uh, Listen, we're here in February. No one's going to remember. Matt Stafford. I think it makes sense, despite the massive cap hit that they would have to take in moving him. I think it would make sense for them to try and take their pick and move up to get Tua. Go up to two. Well, they don't need to go. Yeah, they they do. They won't have to go to two. How's that? I mean, unless. Because the Dolphins would do it. Because the Dolphins would do the same thing and try to trade into the second spot. I think the Lions would be better off keeping Matt Stafford, forcing the Dolphins to trade some of their ammunition to get to three to get to her. And and then and then stocking up on the defensive side of the football because and I was just talking to Eddie about this before we walked in here. I don't think Matt Patricia has has the 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 um, a trust from sorry trust from the ownership to be able to say that he can reset with a new quarterback. They've got so many holes on the defensive side of the football. They might as well just I don't know fill up there. I don't think he's got. Quinn and year. Patricia can't go. Quinn and Patricia can't go to to the ownership and say like, listen, we know we have to be winners come December of twenty twenty. But how about this, though? How about how about if we get a young stud at QB who's, inju- who's coming off an injury? He may not even be able to. Whoever start it is, begin with. Herbert. I don't care who it is. Love you. Just said, you buy your. That's what they always say. Sure. You buy yourself an extra couple of years as a GM. And, but I don't and think I don't think QB. they have the kudos with the ownership to be able to do. That. I'm trying to do it so that the voice of the Chargers gets Matt Stafford to take wow. over and becomes an immediate, legit contender hmm. in exchange for the six pick. I I think if. Uh... I think if that if that were available, let's just say that two is there at three, and uh, and they decide to call um, whatever the Dolphins, the the Chargers, the teams that are behind them that are looking for a quarterback. I think it'd be an interesting conversation, you know, because then you you get your quarterback of the future, you get some sizzle there. Maybe you're concerned about Matt Stafford's injuries. You look at the division and you say, are we really going to be overcoming? The, the Packers or the Bears or the Vikings anytime soon, if that answer is no, that you have too many holes to fill. Um, but but as Hank said, moving on from one of the best quarterbacks in the league is tough. And that's what Matt Stafford is. I mean, he has just not been surrounded with the talent he needs to be surrounded with. He plays in a tough division. 
Um, and, and I think he's still easily, you can easily make the case that he's a top five quarterback in the league. He has got that kind of talent. Um, I agree with that from a talent standpoint. And if you dropped them on the Chargers, they would suddenly be the chief rival to the Chiefs in 2020. Matt Money Smith. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be if look, if I were, if I and I have no idea what they want to do. If I had the number six pick and and I was looking at Jordan Hurt, you know, and I was looking at Justin Herbert or Jordan Love, uh, and that's what I was going to do, or I had the Lions call me and offer me Stafford for nothing more than number six, I'd do it in a second. And the skins uh, would do it. The skins would say, like, we'll package the six pick we get from the Chargers and our pick to move up to your spot to, so that we can take Tua. And in the meantime, we've sent uh, Stafford off. Does that work? That's a three-way trade. Does, does everybody get some? I don't think I got that quite right. I don't no, think that's no. Money's got to go. Let's let him yeah. go. We appreciate it, Money. Thanks, uh, thanks for supporting me. I really felt supported by the two of you. Really appreciate it. I thought a uh, uh, handsome's the only one who didn't point out where he was wrong. Is that does is that? Wait, meant, no. I, I, is that I intent? I, I believe. Oh, you do. Go I ahead. fully believe that when Peyton Manning um, joined the Denver Broncos, that his career was over. And that we were going to see Peyton play, you know, a handful of games and then and then get washed off into the into the distance. And unfortunately, that well, not unfortunately, but that was not what happened. I just the same. And I, I I'm I'm I'll wear that one. It's funny, two completely different human beings who play the same position, but Cam Newton is in that same boat. Yeah, people have now right. declared. Well, Cam Newton. What's a, I mean, you can't want Cam Newton. You don't have no idea. He's a right. thirty-year-old man. And it could go either way. Cam, that could happen. Or, His foot's or okay. He's could okay. Win the Chargers multiple Super Bowls in this. Maybe he'll be go. the Chargers QB. All right, Matt Money That'd Smith. Thanks, uh, thanks, fella. There he goes. See you, Money. All right, thanks, guys. Dave, Dave. All right, that was good. You could have done better of owning up to your. Mistake. Well, I told you, I, I, I genuinely thought Peyton Manning would play less than th- four games in Denver. I'm sh- I think I said it here, and, and that didn't happen. But the, but the Cam Newton one is the one that, is, that also makes sense, right? Because it doesn't sound like the Panthers are going to bring him back. And I think that's a mistake on their part. Because I, do what's their I, don't, I don't necessarily agree that it doesn't sound. They, they, if they're so into analytics, that's their new thing, and they, they want to be you know, a game changer in the league with analytics. doesn't feel like the first analytic they should do is say, well, let's just throw him out without evaluating what, you know, whether he's healthy, what he's got left. That feels like a big risky move. To it's make. a little icy, if nothing else, that David Tepper is saying, um, is he healthy? If he is, yeah. then that's when we'll pick the conversation back right. up until we know that. What are we supposed to say? Which is, which is a fair comment, right? Yeah, but not if you're the face of the franchise for the last decade. I could see, I mean, as you may have but picked up, it, he's my sense of Cam Newton having watched him is that he has an ego. And therefore, I don't think that he probably well. enjoys like being being talked about as as a uh, as an object rather than a human being. True. Fair right. Enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. And maybe. But Cam isn't a free agent, right? They control him for one more yeah, so year, he's, and it's he, for cheap. I think it's, it's like not it's under cheap. $20 million. It's, well, it's 18 6 well, which is cheap. which is the Cam most, Newton? But it's the most expensive year on his current contract. But, but that's so, but that's not... Yes, that's, it's tradable. That's not a prohibitive dollar figure for a team like right. the Chargers to look at and say, well, we can't, uh, we can't do anything with Superman. It's yeah. weird. Everybody just decides as though it's 19... 19- 79 or something. Well, he got hurt. Well, then he then I'm he can't huge, have any. I'm a huge Cam Newton fan. I would love him to be in. I think he's the perfect fit for L.A. 
I think he's the exact right guy that the Chargers should be going after because he, he checks the box with, okay, fans will show up to the game, to your point just now, and he also checks the box with, he's a good quarterback if he's healthy, and he should be, right? He's He set up almost all Assuming of Assuming he's still got that big arm, what's, what's better than, I mean, Keenan Allen I, w- would probably, it's right. not the perfect fit for what Keenan Allen does, but Mike Williams might really take yep. off with that, although I don't know any QBs who take more deep shots more recklessly than Phil Rivers does. But then what is the answer for the Panthers? I Again, I assume that, that they're smart enough to be doing this math themselves, but Kyle Allen ain't it long-term. No, and but so, the Panthers are then in a, in a nice spot to draft not not Burrow, not Tua, but the next best guy, whether it's Herbert or Jordan Love or whoever they decide is is that guy, have him and then develop another develop him with another veteran quarterback, perhaps Josh Rosen again, or so, you know someone else to to be there to develop that guy behind. If you were the Colts or the Saints, the Saints, it would seem Drew Brees, David Carr told us a week ago that he has some insight that suggests that Drew Brees is going to hang it up. So really let's just that bothers you. I, I just, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I just, I guess the, the Saints is an interesting one because they have three quarterbacks who are potential free agents. And I would think they'd want to know Drew Brees's um, future as soon as possible. Cause either you want Brees I assume plus, um, plus Taysom Hill, or you want Teddy Bridgewater as to retain him as your starter and then maybe lose both of the other two guys. Yeah. It sounds like Taysom Hill, as I have been saying, spaghetti, correct me if I'm wrong. Have I not said this for the last three months now in the copycat league, you could see it coming from a mile away and people scoff. I do not say, think Taysom Hill is one tenth the football player that Lamar Jackson was in 2019. Well, maybe that's a little overstatement, but yes, Taysom Hill is not the talent that Lamar Jackson is. But I told you in the copycat league, there will definitely be a team or multiple teams out there that says, well, if the Ravens could do what they did with Lamar Jackson, maybe Taysom Hill is an option for us as a starting quarterback. I think that will be disproven. And I think that defenses are going to catch up with what the with what the Ravens did in 2019 um, in time for September, which then creates another conversation about the AFC North, which is an awfully fascinating division if I'm right about that. If the Ravens come back to earth a little bit, who's I mean who's the who's the team in that division? The Bengals? They might be I mean no. they might be halfway decent with Joe Burrow. You don't know what it's going to be with Roethlisberger. I, I still think the Browns The two it, faces of that franchise are Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett. That's I'd that's say less Beckham, I'd say Odell Beckham remains a face oh, of that Oh, I don't franchise. even know that he's going to be there. I think he will. You do. Yep. Phil Rivers, so you're a Colts fan. What if you hear the name Phil Rivers? Are you excited about that? I love Phil Rivers so much. You know, Phil Rivers. They'd have a great O-line. You know, he has a great O-line. my favorite player in the NFL. But but I I don't want to see Phil um, go out with the Colts for a year not playing very well, which I suspect it might be what happens. Well, and it also feels like Phil is limiting himself to to, to the Southeast. I don't believe that. You do you think he'd I don't, go to the I, Raiders? I think, I think I think Phil would Phil wants Phil's ambitious. He wants a ring. If he felt like the Colts were gonna get him that, and you're right, they have a great offensive line. They've got some weapons on off you know, we forget about the weapons they have on offense because a lot of them were injured last season. They've got a defense that's that's improving. He could he could easily as and again in that division, he could easily um be the thing that turns the Colts around. I just don't get the sense from the last eight games we saw from Phil Rivers that that's what he looked will quite poor. 
But it is it would be uh, the completion of an interesting historical circle if uh, if Johnny Yu, who left the Colts to go to the Chargers, then mm. finally saw the payoff several generations later of Rivers leaving the Chargers to go to the Colts. Go to the Colts. I like How it. about that? That was yeah. neat, right? That is neat. It's a nice, nice. Yeah, nice spaghetti. Uh, what do you? I mean, Phil Rivers, right? You, I mean, that. Uh, would you rather have? Is that? Uh, is that blasphemy to say Jacoby Brissett over Phil Rivers? I think so. I think you do want Phil if you're the Colts. That doesn't sound Frank Reichy though, does it? To say, I think it. I think uh, Reich and Rivers have worked together. Well, Reich was with the Chargers in San Diego for a period of time. Oh, I think. Um, they've there. they've they they've worked together. So I could I could definitely see that being something where Reich. I just wonder, like Jacoby Brissett is not a terrible quarterback. Why would why would you throw him out? Or is and he? And and now the Bengals are talking about the Bengals are talking about uh, trying to work out a deal for Andy Dalton. What would you rather, handsome, if you're a Dolphins guy, Josh Rosen to start the season or Andy Dalton? Well, neither. They, they, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be their starting quarterback next season, regardless oh. of who they draft. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, I think Andy Dalton. By the way, I'll, I'll you can. Put in pen. I know you've got a pencil in your hand, but put it in pen. Chicago Bears. Oh, He's the th- guy they bring in as as competition for Mitch. I think Cam makes sense going up to Chicago too. I do too, but I think he'll go to L.A. Hmm. Cam, as you said, as you mentioned, Cam has an ego. Where better to you know you you're you're well aware. Why did you move to L.A. from Chicago? Because because uh, you have a huge ego as well. No, no, I don't have a huge ego. I have. I'm vain. Well, same thing. No, egotistical <laughs> versus egocentric well, Cam, okay. are two different Cam things. Cam is also vain, I think, too. He I think might he be may vain. The box in I think vain he also and... is narcissistic because yeah. he's number one. Yeah. I wouldn't wear number one because I'd be like, I'd love to wear number uh, yeah, one, but, but people about, yeah. people I'm call probably, me out and I don't want to yeah. have to deal with it. That's vanity. I'm probably number eight. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be eight, though. You'd be seven. I'd like to be seven. Yeah. You'd be I don't seven. Know if I'd I be know a, you'd be seven. I don't know if I'd be worthy of that. Spaghetti, what do you want us to talk about here? I mean, I'm enjoying this. Are you having back. fun? This is, the, this is a perfect time, pre-draft, like pre-combine, to do a little, uh, and pre-free agency, to do a little uh, quarterback carousel. So I'm, I'm following this along. This is great uh, for two years from now for more freezing cold takes. Right, exactly. So, we, something, yeah, that's right. something we've said here will definitely be wrong. I'm trying to figure out, because everybody is now floating out there and they're untethered from reality about the, you know, the, the various cap things. And Lions fans got very upset with me a week or two ago because I said... I and I have heard rumors from people who would seem to know about these things that they think Matt Stafford's going to get traded. And people said it would never happen because it's twenty-five million dollars in dead money. It makes sense though because they do have a lot of loot. And if you replace the thirty million dollar QB in Stafford with a rookie or somebody like Josh Rosen, then that does make sense. You can do both of those I things. Just, you eat the $25 million. It's it, it's I, I, less I, than I ideal, agree. but you're not going to, as Money said, and that's a great point about the NFC North, it shapes up right now that I can't really see a path for the Lions, right? I mean, the... Yeah, but I, I just, I, you know, those decisions are not being, Lions ownership is Martha Ford, who's, a, who's a, you know, been around the NFL for a long time, but she's not necessarily the one that's, I would say being progressive and thinking like she wants to win a Super Bowl now because she's an elderly lady. You then have Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn who are not exactly in great standing based on what they've achieved over the last two years in Detroit. I don't know how they could possibly go in and persuade her that, Hey, we're just about to start a rebuild here. 
with a with a new quarterback. We're getting rid of Matt Stafford, who was a top 10 quarterback when he was playing last season. We've got all these holes on defense, but we're going to add an extra hole with a quarterback. That was the point I was trying unsuccessfully mm. to make when my money was with us just now. And um, I, I just, I don't see, like, those are the two guys that get to ultimately make the call on what's happening with the team, both in terms of who's on the roster and then how you coach it. They don't have enough job security to be able to do that. All right. That's, I, that's just my I, take. But if they can persuade Martha Ford that, hey, this is the plan, and, and you know, in three years' time, with two of them or whoever, we're going to be able to deliver success. That's that great. I don't think it's an outrageous claim to go to ownership and say, in given what we've seen with Mahomes and any number of other young QBs, to say, listen, we may not win it all in 2020, but if we get this guy, we believe in him, Tua, as a for instance, we really believe that this guy is going to be a, a star quarterback and that's the missing piece for us. Um, you know, I think you could – but hey, I think they, give us a couple might, years with this. Someone title. else might push back and say, "Yeah, that's one of the missing pieces. It's not the missing piece because you already had a star quarterback." And I and like this didn't... Josh Rosen thing, spaghetti, right? What's with, what's with Josh no Rosen? Yeah. Because why? Because everybody's decided he's no good. But then you see Ryan Tannehill, and now everybody loves Ryan. Everybody, Ryan, yeah, Tannehill Ryan Tannehill was Tannehill. a punchline until no, he no, no, was no, no, the no. missing piece I, for sorry, the 2019 I will, title. I will what not do you take mean? that about Ryan Tannehill. He was not a punchline when he was healthy. He was when he was healthy. He overcame Adam Gase, who we now see as an obstacle to success and had a fantastic season in whatever that was, 2017, when the Dolphins went to the playoffs and, remember, got injured and then wasn't around. What do we know about Josh Rosen, that he didn't work in a 20th century offense in Arizona that they fired as soon as the season was over, then traded him away? It wasn't necessarily – I don't want to go turn it into the Josh Rosen podcast. I don't want you to to Mason, Mason Rudolph Josh Rosen. Like, I don't think you should go too far over the top on what Josh Christian Ponder and Jake Locker. Okay, Jake Locker maybe is the comp because they're both Pac-10 slash 12 guys were drafted based on, uh, you know, the big arm and everything else. But and Locker didn't work out. And yeah, and again, Christian Ponder, you can go through all the drafts of the 21st century and you can identify guys that. Um, teams reached for. Jamarcus Russell's probably right. the biggest name you could throw out there, but Marcus Mariota is in there. Jameis Winston. E.J. Manuel. E.J. Manuel. There are a ton of guys that I'm with you, kind but of suit you, that, but look, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be optimistic. That's that as nice. we see, I like that sunny side of you, Dave. Which well, we but the, well, how we started the show, enough. all these guys who but, people were like, ah, Brett Favre. Why'd we use the second round pick on this Favre guy? The Falcons right. people were saying, then they traded him and he went down in history as one of the all-time greats. But the 2018 NFL draft, which had Lamar Jackson, Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen. Who am I forgetting? Mason Rudolph. Mason, <laughs> in the first round. Josh oh, and Josh Allen, Allen right? By the law of averages, as I was saying earlier on, one of those guys is going to flame out, like be an actual failure, right? Baker Mayfield, we may may or may not know what he is, but he, right now I don't think he's going to be a, a bust. He may not be worthy of the first overall pick. We'll see what happens. But he's not going to be a bust. Not even going to let him into the Cheesecake Factory the way he's going. <laughs> Josh Allen is, is you know, it seems to be like a, a good starter at the very least. Um Lamar Jackson is who we saw last season is an MVP. So I don't think we're going to say he's a bust. Sam Donald looks like he's got everything together, but he's having to overcome having Adam Gase as his coach and maybe not a great set of. Have I asked you that question that I've asked several other people might be a bust because 
Maybe. By, by the law of averages, he, someone's going to be. Well, our pal Jeff Schwartz says Josh Allen is going to get it handed to him in 2020. I completely disagree with him about that. I like Josh Allen. I, I don't want good. to like Josh Allen, but I like Josh Allen. Oh, I think he's going to end up being good. Um, he looks well, a bit like Eddie. Josh he has, Allen looks like he has some Eddie. Eddie. He has some, I don't think so, but I'll take it. It's he like, has some I, Eddie to him. I wish I was his size but and had that arm. Do you agree uh, with me that uh, that the Jets should fire Adam Gase tonight and hire Eric Bieniemy? I Yes. It makes no sense. I think they should have fired Adam Gase before they hired him. Do you agree with me that the Foo Fighters, while they seem like nice fellas collectively, <laughs> all their songs sound alike? Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. Huh. This is great. All three of us on the same page on that one. Why do you? I saw on Twitter when I said that spaghetti that you said finally a music subject. I feel like you don't like like anything like I the stuff that I love you don't love, and then the stuff that like you love I. What do I love? Tell me what I love, and then you were talking about like spoon and stuff like uh, and uh, pavement and I'm just that's not that you thing. always talk about that. Um, but I'm I'm more obviously you know. Pearl Jam and the 90s stuff or Tool you think it's too hardcore so. you like Led Zeppelin I do well then there you go do you there love you them no they're the best band of all time I, I disagree mean, I, like, close. I like the Who and Pink Floyd more okay Pink Floyd what do you think about them as an Englishman here? I love Pink Floyd I don't like the Who I've not, I just find the, who, the Who's a bit like eh, yeah, yeah. can I take them or leave them I have seen them live and they are great it is weird also to think that I went to see them in their what was like in what was the summer of 1989, I went to see them on their Ooh. stadium tour. And I remember at the time, everybody being like, can you believe the who? The who is touring? How old are they? That was 30 right. years ago. That was 30 Same. years ago. <laughs> they played the Super Bowl 25 years later. And now I'm old. <clears throat> you are how, not, Dave. That's how you're, it goes. You're young. Hey, let's do this quickly, Handsome. The Oh, before we... D- I wanted to do a little uniform review with you because the Buccaneers are now going to Yeah, do I that. saw that today. But um, let's uh, let's first because we've uh, we haven't been getting them now they're starting to pile up on us. Yeah. Um, one of our uh, producers here, Kent Brown, one of our favorite fellas, uh, his mom, who's from Pittsburgh specifically, she lives in Wilmerding, Turtle Creek, in the Wilmerding area. Um, she calls and leaves him email or voicemails that review things not requested like hey let me know what you think of blank tv or movie just you know she just leaves him her reviews unsolicited and then kent is kind enough to forward them to us so that we can share them with you here take it away kent brown which one which one you want to go with i don't know i don't know what any of them are all right i'm going to start with the, the older ones first hey kent oh al pacino he's starting to show his age oh jeez. He's walking like an old man. He's like hunched over like an old man. It's not the young El Pacino I used to remember yeah. from like the Godfather movies. But anyway, okay, don't call me back. As soon as he's done talking, <laughs> there's a commercial right now. I'm going to go to bed. All right, love you, Ken. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Soon as he's done talking, where well, the old man's up there flapping his gums, and you you had to pick up the phone. You didn't even right. wait out his speech. I will um, say, that I mean, Ma- th- th- that story is man ages, right? That's that's human human male can ages I, over years. Can I tell you something though? Yes. I think Kent Brown's mo- mom, in this case, Al Pacino, is one of the more uh, has one of the more striking um, physical changes. Yeah. When you when you watch The Godfather, it really is hard. To, it really is hard to reconcile 
that guy is the hua guy. That yeah. that that that's the same human his, being. It's his, they don't look alike. They don't sound alike. His his range. I don't know if he's shooting a movie at the moment, but his range of looks as well, like from well groomed to what he showed up looking like um, on Sunday night at the Oscars, is 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 quite extreme. He, you know, he doesn't seem like he's, he takes a lot of care of himself. My greatest um, celebrity side thing in, in L.A. since I moved here was was the very first one where I went to a place called Soho House where, where mm. you know, those type of people hang oh. out. The elevator, you, you, you go, you get in a parking garage and then an elevator comes down, the door opens and there's two six foot two, very striking Amazonian women and then this man who is disheveled and like five foot seven standing between them and it's Al Pacino. And I and I was like, whoa, it's Al Pacino. But I was like, oh my, Al Pacino, what's happening? You think he spent the night with these two women? Was that the sense you had? I mean, he was leaving this um, this establishment with them at uh, you know around midnight. I don't know if he's. I don't know what what their next move was. I wouldn't like to say, but he. But you know, they were I'd they like, were very I'd striking. Like to know. They were very striking, but he was more striking because he was looking um, less than put together. Wow, that. He's having a bit of like a comeback though, yeah. With the Irishman, he's in that new show yeah. that's coming out soon on uh, on on Amazon Prime. Uh, I mean, like good for him. He, like he was good gone for he was gone for a while, exactly. but like he he's one of those guys like just did not just sit in his pile of money. Like he he wants to continue to work. But. What's your favorite Pacino movie, Dave? Um, I love Heat. I was about and, to say that's mine, and I think one that of my favorite movies of all time. I love Heat too, and the thing I've always said about it is, and the the shoot 'em up action sequences are really great. There, mm-hmm. I think there's some. I don't know anything about sound design, but there's something um, this side of the. Uh, uh, saving Private Ryan, which really upped the ante. Even when you yeah, heard yeah. the bing, 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 the, the the ping of the bullets, there's yeah. something about it that makes you feel like, oh my yeah. god, I would, I would hate yeah, to be, be scary. in that downtown LA shootout. Yeah. There was something about it yeah. that was uh, more immediate than most of those yeah. are. The thing that um, I've always said about Heat is there the story of that Michael Mann wrote, I believe, is uh, I think he was the guy who wrote the picture as well as directed it. Um, is that the language is uh, is not realistic, but in a good way. You know, um, it, it is very um, to the point. Everything yeah, very is very measured and to the point. There is no there is no extraneous right. stuff like, uh, hey, well, OK, and then we'll see you Thursday. There's like uh, no, there's yeah, nothing yeah, like. Right. Yeah. Also, I'll have the lasagna. But now back to what we were talking about. Right. There's not there. There there is nothing except that like. If you try to stop me, I'll shoot you. Yeah, if I see you, I will kill you. Yeah. It's all just right. It's very matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's unemotional true. for the most part, and uh, for some uh, for some reason, it it makes the picture sing to me. I like, but I mean, I'm, listen, The Godfather's my answer ultimately, okay. right? I mean, you can't. Go yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. But... Two or no, you're not one of those that would think two is better. I love two, but Godfather's just the best because every scene, as I say. Godfather, you could watch every scene, know nothing about the rest of the picture, and find that one scene captivating. And I'll know that you could say that about just about any movie that's ever been made besides The Godfather. What else, Spaghetti? We got this one. All right. I'll talk to you after a while, but I just was so compelled to call you. I loved Robert De Niro's speech. Oh. I'm hoping he wrote it himself. <laughs> it, was, it was a nice speech. Okay. I'll talk to you after a while. Bye-bye. She lied. She stuck around for Pacino. He's old. But De Niro, he's still got the goods, dude. I love it. So, wow. So, she's more De Niro than uh, than Pacino. Yeah. You got another one? This is the newest one, which I 
I, I'm not gonna say anything, but I, I have I have high hopes for this one. Okay. Hey Kent. Oh. I looked outside and my mailbox was turned crooked, and the flag was up. I'm thinking, what the. F- so I went out because I, I made just a path to get to my mailbox because there's a lot of snow here. And then I twisted it back and put the flag down. I opened it up. There was no mail in there. I mean, I don't know if some truck came by or – I mean, I have my garbage can out, and it's like down from it a little bit. I don't – unless somebody walking did that. I, who the hell would do something like that? Oh, my God. I'm glad my mailbox was able to, you know, twist back in place. All right. Hey, give me a call. Bye-bye. <laughs> that he should call back. Yeah, he should. That's one he should. Don't call me back about Pacino, though. My, right. Give me a call back. We need to discuss the My opinion on this is final. Yeah. That's great. I like the fact that the mailbox is almost human and that it was able to, to bend back into place. There's a lot going on. Snow, could have been Snow, some walking. Snow, a truck. Yeah, it's, I, it was the first ever time I had a uh, edit and bleep a uh, Kim Brown. Oh, my God. Do hey, we, get that as a drop, Spaghetti. We need, oh, my God. Eddie, can we get an update on the suspect list and if, if she's made any progress on identifying? I will talk that. to Ken. Ken was here earlier. I'll, I'll text him. Yeah, see, see what, if you can find out. I'd like to know if we have if we know who did it. Um, all right, let's do this quickly, Handsome. What is, what is the Falcons um, have announced that they're getting new uniforms? And the Bucks today. And the Bucks and, and the Browns, the Browns and the Rams. And, and we know that the Rams are. That's a lot of. I don't think we've. Uh, what's that? One, two, three, four. Is that four? Can I know. Four? I know that this sounds like Dave is kidding around, but Dave legitimately doesn't understand at this point why NFL teams don't get in touch with him to talk about this before they make any decision. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, disagree. I really believe that that's the case. I know, I know that I that know seems that... ludicrous, but why don't teams when I obviously know what the right answer is. D'Angelo Hall, yet another player. The only player that I can think of that really understands uniforms is Chris Long. Chris Long, who, who's proven to be, you know, a, as good off the field as he was on the field in terms of ev- all of his output. Yeah, but every other player has terrible opinions on uniforms, so they don't get the well, way in. Dave, listen, I, I know the man in the NFL League office who works with all the teams on this program. I should probably just go straight ahead I and mean, introduce you to so that you can be part of the program. Why would the Bucks do anything? Let's start with today's announcement, okay. the Buccaneers. Why I mean, uh, Why wouldn't they just go with the creamsicles I when would. everybody wants like, You're going to get no, the, the back when you were made fun of for the creamsicle because ultimately the creamsicle was the cherry on top of the fact that you were just a terrible team as well. So it's like you're a terrible team and you look stupid doing it. Now people are going to say, embrace it ironically, and also you're not as bad as you were back then. Well, as I've pointed out, Buccaneer Bruce looks uh, uncomfortably close to Paxton Lynch. So, okay, so you got, and he has his, he has the fancy man hat with a tilt. If if they go back to Creamsicle, they're going to, they'll they'll make some modern adjustments. That's all. Just go with the skull and crossbones guy that you replace Buccaneer Bruce with, but go with the Creamsicle color scheme, right? Simple as that. Buccaneer Bruce looked a little bit like he was having too much fun. Like, this is a, a poorly prepared team, and that's partly because Buccaneer Bruce has been out on the run. And, mm. and you know, now if we come back with a skull and crossbones guy, it's like, okay. We- he does, now that you make that, now see the, of course, that leads me to think you're talking about Johnny Depp, and that's not a bad comp. Mm. He does kind of look like Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp. 
Yeah. Yes. Either way, the color scheme is the right way. Where it got sideways for the Bucks was in the '80s when the satin finished pants got popular, and they did that, and then they started wearing creamsicle pants, and that was a bridge too far. That didn't work. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work. Just go all white, and then wear the creamsicle yep. at home. I'm with you. And, and I, 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 what these teams don't also consider which is vexing, but that's why Dave could help them out, is you have to think where you're going to be playing. You're going to play three other teams biannually. And so how does that look suit With, the rest against, of the division? Exactly. Saints, it's going to look great. Against the against the Panthers, Panthers frankly. Great. No, 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 no. A little, oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, think that the looks powder good. blue. And then the Falcons is a question mark. Very southeastern. We don't know what the Falcons are going to be. Oh, yeah, we don't know what the Falcons are going to be next. What should the Falcons Well, hold on. Just one more thing on on um, the Buccaneers. Can we what – I, what I wouldn't like to see happen is the Buccaneers, because I think when they unveiled their new uniforms last time, which I still can't believe is now, because I think you have to wait five, five years, years between – which seems like it's less than five years, but I guess it obviously is. The one thing that everyone said was the numbers look ridiculous. It looks like an alarm clock. What I'd hate is if they were like five years later, all we're doing is just changing the numbers. Yeah, and everything also, else was fine, but the like, let's not do that. Let's, you can't try to serve too many masters, and that's right. what they did. I get the spirit of it. They were like, we're going to honor our Super Bowl winning team with the red and the pewter, but also we're going to inject the orange into mm-hmm. it, and then the weird uh, uh, um, digital clock numbers were weird. Let, let me are, tell you one thing. If you want to get a little bit of an let's ins- do it this way: past, present, future. Past for the Bucks is the creamsicle from the late seventies. Present is what the present is, or you could also do the pewter and red that they right. won the Super Bowl in, or burn them all and start anew. I would go with with a nod to the creamsicle, but I would I would start with something that's totally fresh. But I'd want to start with that sort of color palette as a base. What I would say is the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa this next year. The say well that I wouldn't be surprised if you look at what that Super Bowl kind of style is going to be like. If the Buccaneers uniform, if you want to get a hint of what they might look like, I would I would suspect there'd be some crossover there. Ooh. If I would, I don't know that for sure, but if I was guessing that, you know, those two things are going to be close together. Interesting nugget there from Handsome Hank. Spaghetti. There you go. Yeah, to add past, on that, present, future. It's definitely past for me. I think they got to go creamsicle. I love the creamsicle. Like, I remember uh, I actually just got my friend. We did a uh, holiday, like, jersey swap, kind of like a, a, a gift exchange thing. And um, I got my one buddy who's a uh, Mike Allstott fan. It's first, like, rookie or first two years, he wore the creamsicle. Yeah. And just, like, with the little, like, the darker wow. red out- outline and the number, it's, it's it's awesome. He's that old. I didn't realize he was even uh, around to play in the Yeah, game. but if you guys watch the uh, the trailer, they, they give a little, like, they give hidden messages in that trailer, uh, the Bucks did, about, like, saying, like, go back to the past or glory and stuff. I think they're going to, I think it's going to. Glory was not a part of the Creamsicle era. Right, but I it took. I saw. That's why I'm confused. They're going to go cream school. They mean glory as in Super Bowl winning year. Well, they show some I'm images confused. of Derek Brooks in there, but I will say um, that history they almost, those Buccaneers, they host the 1979 NFC title mm-hmm. game, the worst title game in the history of title games. <laughs> they lose at home nine to nothing on the, uh, on the right toe of fat Frank Corral, mm-hmm. nine to nothing. Watching that game. I had just returned as a wee child from watching the Steelers again, vanquish the Oilers in that title game. You right. knew 
whoever won that one was going to win the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Think about how different history Mm. could be with a couple of things. Mike Renfro catches that ball in the title game in the AFC. You could have had the Oilers against the Buccaneers, just about. What if you had the Oilers against the Rams even? How weird would that be a note in pro football history? How much you could have disrupted what we consider the Steelers to be, the Oilers. Anyhow. It's too far out, I think, for us to then say that the Oilers wouldn't have moved to Nashville. Oh, no, I think that's quite right. Really, you think that if they won one Super Bowl, they would have they would have they, yeah, stayed I, in Houston? I, I think that really does fix things for at least a generation. If you Maybe, win, yeah. so it's why John Elway, had he signed with the Colts, it would have been good enough that they never would have, would have left picked Baltimore. up and gone to Indianapolis. Yep. Ergo, there would be no Ravens right now. Um, okay, next, next team. Falcons, past, present, future, handsome go. Do you know what I like is the Falcons' red, red helmet mm-hmm. with with black but not too much black on the uniform. Hmm. But the jersey is black? No, I think it's 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 a combination of white, red and black. But more like more black accent than they have. So now. is this a new? You're going future. I'm going future. Spaghetti. My favorite Falcons uniforms are the ones, the uh redone ones with like the Mike Vick era, like 04ish. I like those the most. Which one? Which, so, are the, but but they changed. That's the whole kind of what. No, I, you're thinking. Of, yeah, that's the Dion. Those yeah. are typically no, 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 called no, no, no. Jerry Glanville. No, no, not the black one. See, Jerry Glanville messed the whole thing up. When Jerry Glanville was like, "Oh, we're all going to wear black," that was that was the worst thing that could have. Like, been. hey, I love Jerry well, the Raiders are already wearing silver and black, and when yeah. you put the red trim in there, you now look like the Houston Gamblers of the right. USFL. They're but current, not as good. Their last 2019, their 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 alternate jersey was the style I'm talking about. Their white jerseys, the style I'm talking about, with their black home jerseys are the old just the older looking ones with just the falcon on the arm i like the black ones that look like the red and white ones oh yeah that, that they era. wore though yeah and sometimes they would go yeah right when michael vick was there and that's when that this one that matt ryan and company still wear they did have one option that was head to toe black they could wear a black jersey they could wear yeah. black pants with a white jersey those weren't bad i go steve bartkowski i go i go 1980 glitz uh blitz grits era i think uh, i go to the past on that one brown's handsome how say you past present the future browns go past they got to go back to i mean I, I i've always stated that every team would be better if they just went back to 1987 and just said that's the uniform people accuse us of being uh, of being prisoners of when we were kids i listen i don't know what to tell you They're 1980 was kind of peak uniform right. that was it 1987 i've 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 i submit is the year that everyone would be better off in Hmm. Interesting point. If you just had to declare this year, year, everybody has to do that. Um, so the Browns, yes, they go back to the all whites. The tweak that I would offer, and I've said this to Mark Sessler um, from around the NFL as well, is the one thing that they fell into in the 80s was that they always wore their white uniforms at home. Why? We just wear the brown jersey. Looks, yeah, you can do smart. it. smart. Looks yep. nice at, uh, at home. I agree. Um, okay, so we agree on spaghetti or, or you want to do something bold? No, no, no. The, I just don't love the color scheme like with the brown and orange. So I guess just the older ones are fine. The more plain, the better. I think they should. You know what? Uh, the, the I'm with you. They should thing, go brown hat. I know they never would, but they no, should go I like brown. The, the hat stays the same. The hat, if you if you mess with that hat. They are named browns still as a reminder. I get it, that. It still would make sense for them to wear brown hats. The important thing for the browns is is going to be the the hoops on the sleeve. Do you call them hoops? The stripes? Oh, yeah. 
That that's because they they started getting a little crazy with that and putting that's, them the whole way up the sleeve. Especially if you're the Browns or you know there are some teams like the Seahawks. All right, do whatever you're gonna do. You want to get right. wild with it, fine. Although to do neon stuff, that's your business. But not when you're the Browns. You don't yeah. do that. Yeah, go nice classic uh, cl- lines. And speaking of a classic team that has what was really bold in adding the Rams horns to their helmets way back when. The L.A. Rams, handsome, past, present, future. I just, I don't, I can't get it. Like blue and yellow, that's what I want to see. What does that mean? Well, the the the, the traditional. Oh yeah, LA they're Rams. I'm pretty sure. I I talked to Kevin Demoff uh, a while ago, who has a pretty um, big hand in what they're going to be. I wearing. would say he has a very big hand. I think I think he favors the blue and gold over the blue and white because there was some sentiment that the fearsome force. But is that gold? Do we call that gold? I call it yellow. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, call it that. I call that new gold. The, the, the Saints and Notre Dame wear old gold. Right. And the Packers and Steelers and so on wear new gold, bright gold, bright yellow. I think I think the Rams will look good. They'll look, they're going to look good regardless. What they might do is is play around with that horn on the helmet a little bit. You know this? No, no, no. I'm just guessing. But the horn's very curly. Right, it get, yeah. it's got a lot of curls in it. I would maybe like because it doesn't look that much like an actual ram horn. I think you could go and and like um, kind of thicken up the ra- the horn. You want it to be so you want it to be more accurate to the actual yes. beast yeah. that the team is meant to represent. That's what that's what I'm looking for. When you look at a ram, Weird. look up a ram that lives on a mountain. That, this is what the rams are supposed to to represent. Those rams don't have those type of horns. Very big of you. After a ram attacked you in in uh, your adolescence, hey, I've, I've seen a ram's horn up close and personal. So that I see that. So that you think that that would be intimidating because of your look, personal experience. I, let me tell ram. you, I think it would be intimidating. I know it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Dave. Uh, so I, when I found out we're going to do this topic, I was reading into uh, Stan Kroenke and the Rams and what direction they were going to go in for the new ones, and I found something that may be kind of disturbing to you, Sheck, but they. Uh, he doesn't like when he was Denver Nuggets owner. He doesn't. He doesn't like the color blue if it's not navy. So there's a rumor floating that he may try to push for the gold or yellow to the the to be the main uh, color for the Rams and be that that to be the color of their uniform. And oh, be more like a yellow jersey. Yellow jersey, yeah. All right, I guess I can live with that. The That's problem, a rumor floating, yeah. The problem with that move is, and by the way, I liked when they wore the it, when they played the Chiefs in the fifty four fifty one game. I like those all golds. Those are fine with me if they wanted to go with those. I'd sign off on that. I'm not going to be too precious about that. Um, the best is though, nineteen seventy four. That's what like nineteen seventy four flat, you know, uh, royal blue, royal blue hats, the gold pants. As it is, their current helmets. When people people all swoon for that uh, for the royal blue and their hats like that, the the jersey doesn't match the hat. No, the hat's right. way darker. That's very strange. I don't get that. Anyhow, um, I, I but I the 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 lighter blue accents the yellow better for me than the darker blue. Totally. Blue. I don't like, yeah, navy as a rule doesn't just, look it's good. Not, it's it not, looks drab. If you, unless yeah. you're playing a brightly colored team, it just doesn't look good. Especially in the California sunshine. I mean, that must be why they were chosen. They chose those colors. Yeah, that's right. Place. Super Bowl 49. I refer you to that. A glorious game, uh, you know, injured by ugly navy blue all over the place. Right. The Patriots and the Seahawks. Otherwise, a gorgeous Super Bowl to watch. Um, all right, that's it. We've done more than enough here, I think. We really have. Have we gone too long? No, no, no. I think we went the perfect length. I think 50 um, minutes? Yeah, actually, well, not counting the interviews, yeah. 
Why don't we? Wow. Well, we have to count the interview. We I have mean, money yeah. on. We have money in terms you know, of this. In, yeah. Right. Why don't we um, set? Um, you know, normally we get people to send pictures of their ears. Why don't you ask the question of the people who are still listening now whether they think for those four teams, for the Bucks, the Browns, the Rams, or the Falcons, past, present, present, or future? Great, I love it. Marcus, Ask, tell us each one. I feel like I've seen online everybody does their little uniform designs. Yeah, I like those. I do too. It's a little narcissistic. That speaks to the 21st I mean, century. Dave, it's like, what do you think of no my one, uniform design? Dave, like, I'll, I'll you design. Would, you would be doing it if it wasn't for the fact that you have none of the skills required to be able to. But that's essentially what you do with words. Touche. Design uniforms. Touche. Um, all right. So, uh, yes, uh, to Handsome's point, yes, yeah, send those along past, present, future, those four teams that we just kibitzed about. Thanks to Matt Money Smith for, uh, for calling in to answer. So freezing cold takes is what it is. Okay. And thanks to Kent Brown and Kent Brown's mom. Um, sorry to Al Pacino. Congratulations to Robert De Niro. Good stuff, Eddie Spaghetti. Handsome Hank. We'll be back next week as we dive in even further to the offseason. For my money, we did a lot of football here. About time we turn up the game of life talk, though, too. Okay. Right? Yeah. You don't have to. If you don't no, no, to. I'd like to. I've got plenty of life to talk about as well. Excellent. I well. look forward to that. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.